Joe Biden has signed a piece of gun control legislation into law in the wake of recent shootings that re-sparked the conversation around the need for gun control in America. As all of you guys are aware, after the shooting in Buffalo and then Uvalde, there was kind of this reignition of the conversation around the need in America for common sense gun control laws. And we've seen this cycle time and time again where some horrible tragedy happens. Everyone across the aisle pays lip service to, yeah, we need to do something, but then the right says it can't be gun control, the left says it needs to be gun control, and nothing happens. Well, in this situation, that didn't completely happen. And while we are going to get to, is this piece of gun control legislation enough? We first just have to recognize something got done. At least something was done. Because in the past, horrible tragedies would happen. Everyone would talk about, we need something, we need something, we need something. And literally zero would happen. So you'll see in all the reporting, it says the most comprehensive piece of gun control legislation in recent history. And it's kind of weird because you read through the bill, you're like, this isn't that crazy. This isn't some massive change in the way we regulate guns. But in the country we live in where most of the time nothing happens, it actually is a really positive step in the right direction. So we're going to, in just a second, go through all the stuff in the bill so that you can be aware of what is being changed. But just before we do that, I wanna be very clear about what is my overall thoughts about this. And to break it down, that is that it's really, really good and I'm really happy that something happened and some step, even if it's small, was taken in the right direction, but we have to keep pushing for more and it's definitely not enough. Okay, so with that being said, let's go ahead and look at what is in this piece of legislation that Joe Biden just signed into law. So 10 Republicans in the Senate, which this is unprecedented, join Democrats to, for one, help states implement and run crisis intervention programs. So those are kind of what we know as red flag laws. The bill allocates $750 million to be divvied out to states to help fund their red flag programs in their states. So as we go along with this, I'm just going to give you my little footnotes about why it's not enough. So on this one, the money doesn't necessarily have to be used for the red flag programs. So some red states don't even have any such programs and the Republicans in the Senate who negotiate this bill got it to be the case that even states, Republican states that don't have red flag programs already implemented, they can use this money for other crisis intervention programs they may have already set up. So what's a little bit troublesome about this is you worry the places where we really need these programs to be set up might not be, and they'll just invest this money in other related and granted very important areas, not necessarily getting red flag laws implemented 100% across the United States, no matter what state you're in. But we'll end the analysis of this particular part of the bill with, that's definitely very good. Investing in programs that will recognize people who are a threat and remove their ability to have firearms. The second big initiative is closing what people call the boyfriend loophole. And that is addressing the fact that right now we do have on the books laws that restrict someone's ability to get a firearm if they've been convicted of domestic violence. But the people that that applied to was a little bit too limited. So while it did include, for example, a husband getting convicted of domestic violence against his wife, or a similar situation with two people who had children together or were living together. So spouses, children together, living together, those were covered under current laws, but it left out people who were intimate partners in a relationship, abuse could be going on in between them, but they're not 
falling into those categories of actually living together, having kids, or being married. So what this bill does, which is good, is make it to where people are prevented from having firearms if they're, quote, convicted of a domestic violence crime against someone. They have a continuing serious relationship of a romantic or intimate nature with from having a gun. So that's definitely a good move forward because what we see is people who abuse their partner are much more likely, if they're able to get a firearm, to kill their partner. So that one, I wouldn't make any adjustments. I think overall, that's really good. The next thing is it requires more gun sellers, not all, and that's the issue I have with it, but it requires more gun sellers to register as federally licensed firearm dealers. So that's awesome because the more background checks that are gonna be done, because if you are federally licensed as a firearm seller, then you do have to run background checks for people who are purchasing your weapons. And as I alluded to my issue with this particular part of the bill is it's not universal. We have to make it to where if a, a transaction is going on where a firearm is changing hands, that needs to be documented and we need to make sure the person that is getting it has a background check done and is able to safely own such a dangerous weapon. So we do have to get that to a universal status, but as of now, an expansion where more sellers have to license that way, that's good. But as you'll see in this upcoming point, and as we just saw in that last one, it's a little bit vague. There's more sellers. We don't know exactly the impact that's gonna make. And then the next thing is more thorough reviews are going to have to be done of people between the ages of 18 to 21 if they wanna buy guns. Quote, the bill encourages states to include juvenile records in the national instant criminal background check system with grants, as well as implement a new protocol for checking those records. It gives NICS three days to review an individual's record if something potentially disqualifying comes up. NICS gets an additional seven days. If the review is not completed by then, the gun transfer goes through. So it's going to be a little more stringent for people between 18 to 21 who want to be able to get a firearm. That's great. I think in general, let's bump up for everyone to 21 or at least for assault rifles. Come on. But I really think firearm 21. If we're waiting for people to be 21 to legally have a drink, I think waiting to be 21 to legally have a weapon that can kill a bunch of people is reasonable. But okay, it makes people between 18 and 21 have a little bit more scrutiny over their buying process. Okay, we should have two more big bullet points to go through. I know this isn't necessarily the most interesting thing in the world, but it is super important, so stick with me. The next thing the law will do is make new federal statuses against gun trafficking and straw trafficking. So what that's trying to go after is make it more difficult for people who are able to buy a gun to go buy a gun and then give it to someone, purchase it for someone who's not legally allowed to have a gun. Again, the specifics of that are really gonna be where we see the effect, but it's kind of 30,000 foot looking at the bill. All right, we're trying to go after people who are buying guns for people who shouldn't have them. Fair enough. And then finally, it increases funding to mental health programs and school security, which I think absolutely should be done. And that one's less controversial. We hear a lot more Republicans say, oh, we want to talk about mental health now. We want to talk about school security. And so it was kind of expected that something like that would be able to get into the bill, whereas some of the gun control stuff was more iffy. So I am so curious to hear from all of you in the comments. Please let me know. From everything I just went through, I feel like that's a pretty good understanding of generally what's in the bill. I definitely, as I've now said multiple times, do believe a lot of this is going to come down to how does it specifically get implemented and how impactful is that? And that's why universal background checks, red flag laws across the country is easier to understand. Okay, we can make that happen nationwide. It'll have this effect. Whenever you're just kind of increasing more of these things, investing more in those programs, etc. It's harder to really know 
what effect it's gonna make, but it all is good stuff. There's nothing in there that I wouldn't want to have happen. My biggest issues is it doesn't go far enough, as I'm sure most of you agree with. But as I said, please let me know from what you just heard there, what is your sense of it? Do you think this is overall a really good move in the correct direction? Because one of the things that happens in situations like this is you do have to take into consideration once you pass something, the conversation's gonna kind of go away. You just have to accept that. You rarely will have a situation where you pass a piece of legislation on an issue as controversial as this. And then a month later, a couple months later, it's like, hey, let's do a little bit more. No, the answer from Republicans will be, look, we gave you this, let it go now. And so the question you have to ask is, if this is our one move in many, 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 many years that we're gonna get, is it enough? Or should we have denied this because it wasn't enough and kept pushing for more? And I'll just say, because it's nearly impossible in this country to do anything to touch guns at all, my overall belief is this is a good move. I'm really happy that it happened because every common sense piece of legislation like this one that gets done is going to make a difference. And so I really do believe if it wasn't something like this, it was going to be nothing. Honestly, it really was going to be nothing. So I'm glad, unlike all these other historical examples we have in this country of nothing happening, that we got something and there is really good material benefits that we're gonna see from this law. As I said at the beginning of this video, that doesn't mean we should stop pushing. We do need to do more to solve this issue in our country.